Hello and welcome to another edition of Eagles Brotherly Love Podcast. Well, actually, Brotherly Love Eagles Podcast. Sorry, I got that wrong. But midweek edition, NFC Championship edition. We're ready to rock. We're ready to bring on Minnesota. How are you guys feeling? I don't like it at all. <laughs> I feel so scared. I'm still not over the last game. Well, what, take us through the final drive, Mom. It's 15-10. The Eagles look like they're going to blow the lead. Well, not blow the lead. Atlanta's marching down the field. I wouldn't call it blowing the lead. So take us through what what was happening in the Graham uh, paternal household. Well, your father and I were fighting like we usually do. And <laughs> he was, you know, being really obnoxious about he had to, like, outdo the coaching. If he had done it a different way, blah, blah, blah would have happened and, all that business. So I finally said, I can't take it anymore. Just shut up. And then I went downstairs and worked on the elliptical and I did better than I ever have before. So it, it gave you true inspiration to really, to really hit that elliptical hard. <laughs> and I did. And I was so proud of myself. Yeah, well, I still thought they were going to lose though. Congratulations on your personal best and not murdering dad. I think those are all, yes. that's a win-win situation. I think so too. So when they finally stopped them, what did you do? Screamed, ran around the little basement <laughs> and was so happy. It's like the, three square meters. Yeah. Did yeah. you put on the eye of the tiger? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so what specifically did dad say during the game? Because GT and I, when we broke down the game earlier this week, said that Doug Peterson did a phenomenal job of game planning. No, I, I don't mean that. It's like throughout the game. Like if they drop a, a pass or fumble or do anything wrong, you know, he has to say, well, they have to learn how to hold the ball and blah, 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 you know, that sort of thing. Because players purposely turn the ball over on a consistent basis. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, right. not, and they weren't trained properly. Yeah, because they've only been doing this their entire lives. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. But <laughs> he can help. Yes. He can help. Yes. If Although only Brian, he had been there. Our brother-in-law and our dad are probably no longer listening to the Eagles podcast since we crushed Penn Quaker's last episode with Amanda. Oh. <laughs> so they're probably not happy with us right now. We love well, the Penn right, Quakers. Well, right now he's... He's not here. He's at Philly's fantasy camp in Clearwater. Oh, and he's so happy. It's his and Christmas. I'm, yes. It's his yearly Christmas, pilgrimage. New Year's, any happy time combined into one. Yep. And I'm so happy because I can leave all the lights on, turn on all the heaters, run the gas fireplace 24 hours whoa, a day whoa, take it easy mom. <laughs> have all the chardonnay you want <laughs> no i don't drink here i only drink when i'm vacationing with you children because you're both bad influences on me of course well it's mostly right. me now gt has his cats to take care of this is right. keep his drinking time to a minimum now. That's right. I have to be a responsible parent. Yes. Oh, mom thinks like oh, now that dad's away, I can just wantonly waste natural resources. That's that's what I want to do. Yes. Revel, revel. There's there's no rules and regulations for me to have to adhere to. 
So we now take on the Minnesota Vikings, who had a way more dramatic ending than even the Eagles game. That seemed like dramatic at the time. But then, of course, Minnesota won the last play of the game where it looked like the game was over. As I was saying to GT over text, I think that might be the most dramatic playoff loss I've ever seen. And as an Eagles fan, that's saying something. So Yes. So, GT, you had a you had a good point over text that Bill Simmons says, is this the, the great play that reverses the curse, right? Yeah. The, the miracle that breaks the curse. So for that, the Vikings. For the Vikings, yeah. So that, yes. that's working against us. So Yes. And I think they have more karma because if they win, they go to the Super Bowl on their home field. And that's never happened before, right? That's never yeah, they have before. the destiny narrative. They have the destiny narrative. Fully have the destiny narrative, without a doubt. But yes. we're, we're, you know, we've been next man up all year. We've had more devastating injuries because, yeah, they lost their starting quarterback, but their starting quarterback was Sam Bradford, not the, not the league MVP. We we know how the Sam Bradford story goes. So yes. you know, we've we're the next man up underdog. That's where the Eagles need to be, you know, because now they fully embrace the underdog. You know, mantra, as I was saying, Jamie Matram, his breaking tea t-shirts with the underdogs, it's going to be the number one seller of all time. And then, of course, you said that they had already sold out of the German Shepherd <laughs> dog masks that are going to be infiltrating the stadium on Sunday. So yeah. is, that, is that going to become our terrible towel? Dog mask. <laughs> so do you wave the dog mask or you still wear it? No, you oh, just they wear have it. to wear it. But how do they <laughs> see wear it like that a weirdo. thing? Is what I want to know. <laughs> oh my god, that just seems wrong. So I like it. <laughs> yeah, it just seems creepy to me. Yeah, but then, it's a bit creepy. But it's it's better than punching police police horses after you get ejected from Eagles games, which will now be added to the legend of why Eagles fans are terrible. <laughs> well, well so I I guess nationally we're hated by most people because everyone thinks we're. So mean and nasty here in Philadelphia. Yeah, the so German Shepherd's appropriate. Yeah, the home, yes. the home team, Minnesota versus the the evil empire in New England Patriots is what everybody's rooting for. Not many people are rooting for the Eagles outside of Eagles fans. So I I read this blog called the Ran Ball blog on Star Tribune, which of course is in Minnesota territory, and they did a great job of debating which franchise was more cursed and it's neck and neck. So I'll give you I'll give you the stats. Minnesota has lost four Super Bowls between the years of 1969-1976 and they've had five NFC title losses since then. Eagles, five NFC title losses in 19 years, three in a row, of course two Super Bowl losses. Uh, so this will be their sixth uh, NFC championship game in the last 20 years and it'll be Minnesota's fourth in the last 20 years. So I say to you two, which which franchise is more cursed? It sounds pretty equal to me, but I still think there's more of a curse on this city sports-wise, period. Except for the Phillies that one year. Well, well the, I think as a city, Minnesota's more cursed. Yeah, the Eagles uh, The Eagles haven't won a Super Bowl, but they have two World Series. Minnesota, I think, has two World Series. But then they, they didn't have, their hockey team hasn't been there as long. But what used to be the Minnesota North Stars, right. uh, Flyers have two Stanley Cups and one NBA championship. So, mommy wrong, Minnesota's a more cursed city as well. Sports oh, city. no. Yeah. Oh, no. That's another good mark in their favor. Mm -hmm. So oh, you no. think they're going to out-curse us? 
Yes. <laughs> Mom, for the first time in her life, is saying the curse franchise isn't cursed enough. It's counter curse. <laughs> the old counter curse argument. Oh no. Although you could you could argue that you know uh curse franchise going into an NFC championship game as the favorite, which the Eagles have been, not a good sign. No, that's true. I'd rather be the underdog as the curse franchise. Oh, I'm so happy to be the underdog. Yep. Do you think that helps the players get up for the game? Yeah, totally. Everybody's di- disrespecting us. Because I mean, it's, it's hard to do Blake like Johnson, us against the yeah. world anymore. But in this case, you can because no one expects the Eagles. They're the first number one seed ever to be a, a underdog at home in the divisional round. So, and as we've seen with the dog masks and the dog T-shirts, exactly, it's you know they've fully embraced it. Lane Johnson and Chris Long have created a a phenomenon just around this very notion. Yeah, with the dog, I like mask. it. And of course, now but, the now the fans are rabid about it. You said like yeah. the drive in Philly is insane, which we expected it, it is, to be. Now, as I said, every story on the local news is about the fans, what the fans are doing to prepare, what the team is doing to prepare. Blah blah blah. They already have countdown clocks going. So yes, as far as um, local news is concerned, there's no national news. All right, so getting into the game a little bit, just on a fun level, we're going to do some breakdowns of us versus the Vikings for this game. Foles versus Keenum, who you got? Equal. GT? I, I got I got Keenum, but I got Keenum because of Thielen. Okay. And also Stefan Diggs. And Stefan Diggs, yeah. Yeah. M- more explosive, I would say, than our receivers. Yeah. Although Torrey Smith probably had his best game of the year. He didn't drop anything. and i thought aguilar had a pretty decent game and like that one really great play call that they tried a second time they got blown up but the first time was a great scheme play uh our defense versus their defense who you got all i hear is how great the minnesota defense is but you know i don't know anything about their players anyway i'm gonna i'm taking uh well I would say against a lot of teams, I would take our defense. What makes me nervous is I feel like our secondary is a little inconsistent and Thielen is having a phenomenal year. So I'll give the edge to Minnesota on defense, but a slight edge. And from what you read is that outside of Belichick, like Zimmer is one of the best schemers on defense like out there. Like he's right. just a phenomenal Schemer, and he has a week now of tape of the run-pass option. That's what makes me really nervous. That's why I give a slight edge to Minnesota. Although Schwartz, you know, called a great game last week as well. So, it, you know, I give a slight edge to Minnesota, but not much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use, like, a, a cliche. I think, I think if we run for 100 yards, we're going to win. So I think if the offensive line just wins at the point of attack, We'll win. Well, I had written down. That's I think right. yeah, I do think our offensive line is better. I do what think our offensive Vitae? line is better. Yeah, but he had but a great game. Le- good in the run game. Yeah, he's good in the run game. The pass protection is where, and he's and he's uh, going up against a beast in Minnesota. That that'll be a big that'll be a big thing. But although Nick Foles got it out really quickly, um, so you know it's not like he's holding on to the ball too long because they know that you know with Foles he has to get out quick and. So it'll be interesting to see if that becomes an issue with pass protection. 
But I agree. I, I, I wrote down, I thought our line was better than their line on the offensive side of things. And which we all already talked about, the power of the underdog. You know, we fully embraced it. We're, we started off as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I mean, underdog, sorry. Minnesota was a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think it's up to like four and four-and-a-half now. It might even go up even more by kickoff. So, you know. And plus, it's supposed to be like 45 degrees here at game time. So way too mild. It- yeah, and they play in a dome, so I was hoping it would be frigid. Yeah, I thought it, I was hoping to be in the twenties again because I think that I I love it when dome teams come out and it's super cold. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's disappointing. It is disappointing. <laughs> although hopefully the gusty winds, although it seemed to affect us, we and of course we still won with two terrible turnovers. Yeah. The Jai fumble you know, early and the muff punt. If Dad was the coach, that wouldn't have happened. See, GT and I <laughs> disagreed with that about the Barner muff punt. I think it was just a really tough ball to get to. And once that no, I was I was having an emotional reaction. I yeah. agree with you. After I cooled off, it was just it was a strange wind tunnel situation. It was just a fluke play. Right. All right, so finally our prediction. So I have the stats of why the Eagles will win oh, will not win the Super Bowl because I think Either team is going to lose the New England, but that's another story. Yeah, but yeah. Why we, think, we can't advance that far. Why I think the Eagles will make their third Super Bowl. The last two times the Eagles have made the Super Bowl, and this was, I give all this credit to Ramball blog, they beat the Minnesota Vikings on their path to the Super Bowl. Really? Yes. So. <laughs> what do you mean so? So in the playoffs, the two times they made the Super Bowl, they beat the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, so it's the Vikings' turn to beat the Eagles. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, we know Moe's going with the Vikings. GT, who do you have? So here, here's what I think, Matthew. <laughs> uh, so Keenum, he's had a great year, but he has a tendency to get reckless. And you saw it last Ooh. week in New Orleans where he was throwing off his back foot. I think – our our defensive linemen are able to create pressure if he throws two interceptions, which I think he probably will. I think we win this game, and and if we control our run attack at at the point of attack and get like around the hundred yards. So I'm going bold again, Matt. I think our defense will uh, swallow up Keenum. I think he's at the end of his rope, and uh, I like. It. I think we'll win the turnover battle. I don't know why, but that's what my heart tells me. And we'll win this exciting game six to three. <laughs> six <Yeah>. to two. <laughs> it's gonna be like a hockey score. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but Matt, did um... you notice on Sunday Amanda was like, Yeah, it was like a soccer score. I was like, What soccer do you watch? Yeah. <laughs> the fifteen to ten soccer score, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was like maybe maybe uh Downingtown High School uh girls state championship was fifteen ten. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be. I think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be a blowout in either direction. A lot of people think that yeah. Minnesota might just run away with it, but I do think it'll be I close. I hope not. I hope not. Although sometimes it's not so nail biting if if it is a blowout. Yeah, right. Because You'd rather you figure, lose. Oh my god! You know, I knew it. I don't have to be like, you know, biting my nails to the very last second. Right, like if you're a Saints fan against that last game, if you lost seventeen nothing, you're like, oh, oh it was a good year. I, 
I feel so bad for the Saints. Yeah. And but, for their fans especially. But they have the Super Bowl, which neither of these teams have. So it'll be who can outcurse the other team. And we will watch <laughs> yeah. it in, in all its splendid cursedness. <laughs> which I know the is only, not a real word. <laughs> the good news is your father will still be on his way home from Philly's fantasy camp. Uh, so I won't have to have any anxiety about his uh, comments. You can watch so, it in Matt, peace. I've, I've, I have one more wild card for you. All right, what is it? Is there any? Is there any? So Pat Shermer is the Vikings' offensive coordinator. Yep. Is there anyone left on the Eagles staff who was there when Shermer was there? That's a little bit of a competitive advantage. Deuce was there. Deuce Deuce knows him. Yep. I don't uh, know if there's anyone else, but. Well, wasn't the special teams coach still there? Dave Fipp. Yeah. Yeah. He was under Chip Kelly as well. So if there's any inside information on Shermer. We have the uh, inside edge there. That is Excellent. true. <laughs> I, I think you're. I think you're grasping at that wild. I'm reaching real far. Yeah, this isn't real making far. me feel any better about this game. <laughs> I don't think anything can make you feel better about the Eagles. I in know. An championship game. And um, you know what? Even if they lose, I'll feel like bitter about the whole season. Oh, see, I won't. But this is this is such a gravy ride. We thought we we thought before the season started they'd be lucky to make the playoffs. That that was with Carson Wentz, and now right, you know Carson Wentz proves that he's the real deal, and we still make the NFC Championship game even without him. That's pretty remarkable. And and also, not that I want to jinx it because it's too soon to tell, but it does seem like you know. Peterson's a coach that we could potentially rely on for the long haul. That he's he's adaptive enough. Who knows? I mean, yeah, you know, I think he he's he proved. might tire, but he yeah. you know he might get schemed out in a few years. That happens, but I do I think, think he's yeah. Go ahead. I Mom. agree. I I just think he's proved to be a good coach and that he can adjust yeah, at he, halftime. He, unlike. Andy Taylor's Reed. give him enough time, and he'll tailor the he'll tailor the team to he'll tailor his game plan to the players he has, not trying to exactly. keep them into something that they can't be. That's right. All right. Well, we're excited to see what happens, and uh, and we're all nervous, but I think nervous in a good way because you know I think it's all house money at this point. But mom, we will be thinking of you. We will check in next <laughs> week, and uh, let's go, birds! Yay, Eagles!